the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It's Thursday in New York City. It's still a cold New York City, but it is our New York City. And today, uh, while the children were off from school, it was a trip down to the World Trade Center, to the Oculus, which is a visually stimulating uh, building to look at. I mean, it's got every store, every restaurant that you could imagine in there. Uh, and it's just a very beautiful, clean environment. Uh, but the real purpose of the uh, the afternoon was to go to One World Trade Center. Now, I've been there uh, before, always on September the 11th. Uh, I've taken Luca there, but today I took little Arthur and his friend AJ. And uh, it's just a, an unbelievable experience. Um, the visuals, the educational part of it. Uh, they could do a little bit more when you're out, when you're looking around, the because you, you're inside. The Empire State Building, you get to go outside, but we're in World Trade Center, you're inside. Um, they could do a little bit more telling you what the landmarks are. I mean, I know a lot of them, but there are some buildings that, you know, I'm especially the newer ones. Um, you know, now I believe I learned you could pay extra and have a, a human being there as a tour guide, but I highly recommend it, you know. It's so funny because my sister and her family are in Italy right now, and they're doing all of this sightseeing all over Rome and Venice. And it's, you know, when you're a New Yorker, you take things for granted. And and I do. I'm, I'm totally guilty of it because, like, when I go to Milan and when I go to Rome and Italy, I'm, I'm very lucky to be able to do so. And I speak to my friends there. I have seen more of their attractions than they have. It's, it's because when it's right there in front of you, you just say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get to it or, or I see it from the outside or I see it from far away, like the Statue of Liberty. So we're, we go and we're, we're on the top of the, uh, the One World Trade and we can see the Statue of Liberty. And my five-year-old is like, Dad, I want to go there. And he says, you know, my cousins have been there. I've never been there. I want to go. So I'll, I will definitely put that in my book. I can't tell you the last time I was at the Statue of Liberty. I was a teenager. I know that when people used to come to New York and I acted as a tour guide, instead of uh, taking the ferry right to the Statue of Liberty, I used to go the cheapskate way because I had no money. And I would um, just take the uh, the Staten Island Ferry, which I believe now is free, but back then I believe it was a whopping 50 cents. And you would just ride the Staten Island Ferry back and forth, and you, you're pretty close 
to the Statue of Liberty. But there's so many things um, that I was looking online, you know, top events in New York that I've never even done. Like, I haven't been to the High Line. I haven't been to Hudson Yards except to run in and buy Marianne a present really quickly. Um, there's this new place called The Edge. It's one of these skyscrapers where you could walk all the way out. It's like a plexiglass, and you could, you go out. And you're inside, I believe, but you look straight down, and it's apparently amazing. And it's just amazing how much we take for granted. You know, it's spring break. We got to run somewhere. It's winter break. We have to run somewhere. It's winter. It's summer. We have to run somewhere. And... I am uh, as the quote unquote quintessential New Yorker, as uh, Matt Borzi named me in our, our intro here on the Idala Power Hour. I, I'm the I'm the most guilty of not taking advantage of some of these quote unquote quintessential New York experiences. So tomorrow, um, it's Friday, and it's kind of my I've I've spent a lot of time with my children this week, which I'm very happy about, although. Maybe at the end of the show, we can talk about the guilt that we now live with. Like, oh, I'm not at work, and that's a bad thing. But it gets a little confusing. But um, tomorrow's my last, you know, work day, um, not going to work and being with my children. I think tomorrow may be a New York Aquarium day. I'm a Brooklyn guy. I'm a Coney Island guy. Um, the, the rides at Coney Island don't open until noon, and tomorrow's supposed to be really nice. So I was thinking about maybe doing a little, a little aquarium and then a little Coney Island and then... I don't know, a little afternoon chores, like maybe help dad wash the car. But uh, I, I just want to confess, I guess is the right word, as someone who uh, is on this show all the time speaking about New York, New York, um, how many experiences there are out there. Chelsea Piers, oh my God, there's so much to do there. Um, and I'm running my 30-year law school reunion uh, on May 20th, 21st. And I asked my buddy Josh to help me. Like I said, let's find a boat or something to go on. It's a long story. We did that on, at the end of our law school career. We did it. One of our students, uh, her dad had a fishing boat, and we went on the fishing boat. And it was unbelievable. So I said, let's try to recreate that. There's all these boats that you could go on for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours around the harbor. And it's um, it's not crazy expensive. It's like $45, I, you know, depending on what you want and what you get. It's just unbelievable all of the things there's now i again looking this up on the west side planning for a 30-year reunion this one thing is called the city winery i think it's on on pier 26 and um it's like I, I obviously i haven't been there yet i will be there although i'm still trying to lay off the booze since this whole lent thing got me like very very straight laced now I, you know we're gonna do, we're gonna do the next segment about gambling and the effects that gambling has had since it's gone into effect. And I feel like it should be the, I call instead of the author Idala power hour, it should be called the author Idala prude hour. You know, yesterday we're talking about cannabis and the day before as well, and marijuana and weed and pot and joints and blunts. Um, and I'm like, you know, it's horrible, it's horrible. I don't necessarily believe it's horrible, but I don't think it's as positive as everyone's making it out to be. I remember when I went to Amsterdam, and that wasn't just marijuana use. I mean, they had drugs... I'm talking about 20 years, 20, how about 30 years ago? It was right after I took the bar exam. It'll be 30 years this summer. Um, but I remember walking around the city, a beautiful city Amsterdam is, with little canals, kind of like Rome, I mean, Venice. Um, but I saw so many people like just drugged out on the street. I was like, no, 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 I never want this to be legalized in New York. Um, and now it's about to be legalized, not only in New York, in the whole country. So, you know, I'm kind of poo-pooing that a little bit. And now, um, and I'm, I've am i always poo-pooed the gambling thing. Um, 
when was it? Uh, Easter, right? Yes, Easter. I'm watching the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets game, and um, I'm at my, my in-law's house, and there's some company there, very good friends of ours, and I'm screaming and yelling and rooting for the Nets, and one of the guests there turns to me, John, he goes, so how much you got on FanDuel? FanDuel is one of the gambling websites. There's a uh, presumption nowadays that if you're like rah-rahing for a team, it's because you have money on it, not because you just have a genuine genuine affection for the team. And I, I know that that's what's going on in the world of gambling um, because our next guest is going to talk about in the state of Connecticut how uh, the Gamblers Anonymous type of programs and hotlines are blowing up and going through the roof. We're going to have Diana Good who's it? Uh, this is her area of expertise. This is how she makes a living is helping people with gambling addiction in particularly in the state of Connecticut. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not a prude. If people want to go to Atlantic city, like my buddy, Frank, who like loves to go to Atlantic city and Mario and loves to do their Texas Hold'em. That's fine. I mean, I spend a stupid amount of money on my cars. I went, when I went to the auto show yesterday, I spent $50 on this wax, $30 on that polish yeah, and it adds up, believe me. Um, so if you have a hobby and it's something that you have under control, then you're in good shape. Today I was explaining to my five-year-old what the word addiction is because a lot of his friends are totally addicted to their cell phones, um, to, to the video games in particular on their cell phones. And to have to explain to a five-year-old what addiction is, it could be a little complicating, but I think we got through it and, and Arthur understood that it's something that where you lose control the the uh, issue, whether it's being on a video game or whether it's gambling or whether it's alcohol or whether it's cannabis or ra- keep rattling them all off, uh, or even if it's automobiles and, and your automobile hobby, when it has more control over you than you have over it, that's an addiction. When you can't stop, when you when you can't stop spending the money, when you can't stop taking the drink, when you can't stop placing the bet, then you're addicted. Um, so we're going to hear about that coming up right now, uh, from someone who, who's lived it. And she's going to tell you how surprised she is about how, uh, how many calls that they've gotten in a relatively short period of time in the state of Connecticut regarding gambling. Will gambling come to New York? It seems like it is. I I believe it's in the budget. Well, so now, I mean, we were used to be a puritanical, we used to be a puritanical society and now we got we are, we're doing drugs legally, we're gambling legally. All kidding aside, is prostitution far away? It exists. It's online. The same way they said, Diane, that was Senator Savino says, you could just text someone on a website and they'll deliver the weed. Well, you could do the same thing with sex, from what I hear. It's going to be interesting, folks, what the future holds. Stay tuned. We're going to come back with an expert on the world of gambling. So while you're not addicted to anything, while you're healthy, while you're feeling good, that's the time to call Connors and Sullivan. How do you reach them? You dial 718-238-6500. Everyone who listens to AM 970, The Answer, should have that number memorized, if not tattooed on their forearm. Um, One of the several ways they can help you. Overall, they're going to help you with your estate plan. They're going to make sure that when you're not here, everything is in order and it's distributed in the way that you want it distributed with the least amount of tax ramifications and the least amount of costs, quite frankly. Um, But they're also can help you set things up 
while you still are still with us on the planet Earth, when you are healthy, you should think about what would happen if I was in a hospital? What would happen if I, for some reason, was incapacitated? Who could act as my power of attorney? Who could act as my healthcare proxy? Don't you want to make those decisions now when you're healthy, when you have a clear mind, when you're not stressed out? You don't want the state making those decisions. You don't want the courts involved. You don't want a doctor making a decision because you can't answer a particular question because you're incapacitated. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can now when you're healthy. All you have to do is call Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law. They know their stuff because they've been doing it for 40 years. They will create a plan that helps protect you best. So for a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. But there is room for doubt At times you have a very unladylike way of running out You're on this date with me The pickings have been lush And yet before this evening is over You might give me the brush You might forget your manners You might refuse to stay And so the best that I can do is pray Be a lady tonight. Skymasters. Many of you think of uh, Frank Sinatra singing this. You think of uh, Marlon Brando. <clears throat> but I think of Doug Jabara, 1983, Polly Prep, where he played the role of Skymasters in singing this. Um, so it's all about gambling. Guys and Dolls was all about the uh, the longest established. Uh, it's the longest I forget the words but it's the crap game in New York Uh, and listen they've been playing crap in New York whether it was legal whether it was illegal for a long 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 time and a lot of times it is harmless and it is fun it is they they have fundraising uh, events around gambling and they raise money for good causes and then there is that percentage where it doesn't work out too well for And the numbers, the statistics are showing uh, right now the state of Connecticut, which is a little ahead of the state of New York in gambling. It shows how there's a lot of people 
uh, are calling out for help, which is a great thing. According to the Connecticut Council on Problem Gambling, which operates a hotline, calls and chats were up 203% since October when the the gambling became on, online. Um, they, they did not expect that rush of, of calls so quickly. So supposed to me, you know, getting all smart all on my own, um, we got an expert, someone who has been doing, been around the world of gambling and helping people ga- uh, who have gambling addiction or gambling problems, if you want to call it that way, and then you want to lighten up on the addiction word. We have Diana Good on the phone with us. She is the executive director of the Connecticut Council on Problem Gambling, which does not does not advocate for or against gambling, but is committed to working with all the stakeholders to help individuals and families impacted by gambling-related harms. Welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour, Diana Good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, thank you so much for finding the time to be with us. Are you currently in the state of Connecticut? Yes, I am. And uh, where do you guys operate out of? Where is your base of operations? Uh, we have an office in Weathersfield, Connecticut, but most of us are currently working from home. Okay, well, I um, have been vacationing in the state of Connecticut since I'm six years old, and I'm a, I am love the state of Connecticut. I went to SUNY Purchase, which when you pull in the front door, you're in Purchase. When you pull out the back door, you're in Greenwich, Connecticut. So we used to hop around uh, the town. Not that we had any money to do anything in Greenwich, Connecticut, but we, we at least used to breathe in the fresh air. Um, so just tell us a little bit about you know what your um, – whether they call it the CCPG, the Connecticut Council on Problem Gambling, what kind of organization is it and what do you guys do? And so you're absolutely right. We don't advocate for or against gambling. We just want to make sure that there are safeguards in place for people who gamble and run into trouble. We are not the fun police. We are not here to tell you how to spend your disposable income. We just want to make sure if you're gambling and it's no longer fun, that you can call us and you can get into treatment. So... Someone um, picks up the phone and tells you, look, uh, you know, this started off as a, a, a little thing for me. I downloaded this app and, you know, I lost the first 200 and then I bet another 200 to get that 200 and it became 400 and then I bet 400 to chase that 400. Now it's 800 and I bet 800 to pay to 800. Now it's 1600 and now I don't have my mortgage payment. And um, what, there's someone on the other line and you, who works in your operation what happens next in a very general hypothetical way? So we work with the Department of Mental Health here in Connecticut Problem Gambling Services. So we run the helpline, and then we try to get people into the treatment programs run by the Department of Mental Health. So we work hand-in-hand with Problem Gambling Services. Um, And I always say if you're going to be a problem gambler, you should be a problem gambler in Connecticut. We have great treatment. We have inpatient treatment, outpatient treatment, covering the entire state. That is not our problem. Our problem is really encouraging people to call the helpline and get the help that they need before it's really too late. Because you, you explained it perfectly. People keep thinking, it's only a matter of time before I'm going to win. And that's not actually how it works. So people will lose a little bit of money, think, oh, I'm going to keep playing because, of course, I'm going to eventually win. And that's not the case. That's not how it works. You may never win, and you may continue to lose all of that money and never get it back. So, Diane, I'm I'm a 
me personally, I'm a criminal defense attorney. I have a larger law firm where we do other types of law, but um, I, you know, I have very vivid memories of grown men and sometimes people who I've known personally before they were in the other side of my desk, you know, like hysterically crying, literally saying that not only is the mortgage gone, but the kid's college tuition fund is gone. Um, and then they've gone out to the street to borrow money to place more bets to go chase the mortgage payments and to go chase the um, the, the, the college t- tuition payments and then they get in trouble with guys on the street and then they wind up getting arrested and it's a whole, it's just a, a disaster. So what kind of treatment is there? Is it, you know, just, I'm ignorant. So what, what is the treatment? You said there's inpatient, there's outpatient. So the two questions I have for Diana Good, who helps people, points them in the right direction, who have been harmed by the world of gambling, uh, are number one, what is the treatment program? And I know that it must be varied. And number two is who pays for all of this? Because I can't imagine it's inexpensive. Um, treatment programs are definitely varied. And luckily in Connecticut, it's free because gamblers don't have any money. So exactly. <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so luckily in Connecticut, gambling treatment, if you don't have insurance that covers it, is free. And we, the treatment places in Connecticut really work with the problem gambler to figure out exactly what treatment program is best for them. Um, there are times we'll get calls on our helpline where you're on the phone for 45 minutes. That person wants to tell you everything. And there are other times when you get a call and they don't even want to give you their name. They want to be completely anonymous. They don't want anyone to know what's happened to them. They're incredibly embarrassed. So we really recommend gamblers anonymous to people like that. You can remain anonymous. To people who really want to talk about their story, we recommend Better Choice Treatment, B-E-T-T-O-R, Choice Treatment Programs, where people can get one-on-one counseling. They can also do some group work, um, but those people really respond well to one-on-one counseling. We also have programs that will do harm reduction, which is not telling someone that you have to stop gambling altogether, but to tell someone that if, if this is how you want to proceed, you can keep gambling, but we'll teach you techniques about how to gamble within your means, how to gamble responsibly, and how to cut back so it's not as much of a problem. Because with any kind of addiction, that whole abstinence thing really turns some people away. There's some people who have to do abstinence. You can't give them an inch or they're going to keep going. But there are other people who won't call the helpline or get into treatment because they don't necessarily want to stop all the way. And, again, lucky for us in Connecticut, we have counselors who can do harm reduction and talk to people about how to cut down, maybe not be completely abstinent. And then later down the line, when they realize that they can cut back, maybe they do want to stop altogether. But that's not our decision. That it really is based on the problem gambler. So, again, you know, lucky to be in Connecticut with so many different options. So we have Diana Good. She's the executive director of the Connecticut Council on Problem Gambling. Um, Talk to me a little bit about the treatment, like with a one-on-one treatment. Like, what do they do? Do they sit down with a budget and say, okay, this is how much you make, and this is what the mortgage is, and this is what this cost is, and that cost is, and you have $32.50 left over that you could gamble with, and we're going to make sure that, um, you know, that's all you spend? So I'm not a counselor. I can certainly connect you with one of the counselors in our area, but that's something that we recommend to people before they have a problem with gambling. You know, we've always said to people, gamble within your means. That means something very different 
for me as opposed to someone else. Um, for instance, I've had two separate calls. One um, man called me because he lost $40,000 in one day online gambling. And luckily, he had a really good job and his wife also worked. So $40,000 was hard for him, but not impossible for him. We had another female in her 20s. She just turned 21 last October when gambling online and sports betting became legal. And she lost everything, which wasn't a whole lot to some people, but to her, it was everything. And so what she did is she went on one of the gambling apps and said that she needed to take a timeout. She couldn't gamble anymore. She wanted to take a three-month timeout, which shut down all of her accounts. The day that ran out, the company emailed her and said, welcome back. Here's $300 to get you started again. She gambled with that free $300 and then lost all of her savings, which was $3,000 that she had saved during that three month time out. That was her food money, her rent money. That was everything to her. That was devastating. So it really does depend on the person and, and, what they can afford to lose. For me, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, you know, I always say something. the joy of winning is does is not equaled by the the agony of defeat. <laughs> you know, I just I, I I just rather I and I, I again I you know you sound like you know you don't want to be a downer. You sound like a very positive person, as am I. Just so you know, Diana, I, the last two shows I did yesterday and the day before was all about marijuana and the legalization of cannabis. And, uh, you know, I'm like saying how I think this is probably going to be a problem for us. Not not a great thing. So first I'm going, I'm booing the, the, the weed. Now I'm booing the gambling. Everyone's going to think I'm a real stick in the mud. I just was on you a, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Diana. You are the fun police, apparently. <laughs> well, you know, it's and I just did a, I, I'm a Roman Catholic. I gave up drinking for 45 days. So, yeah, I'm a real stick in the mud kind of guy. Um, no one should have any fun. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm very curious. Is there how much of a negative effect? And it's obviously high because I'm looking at some of the statistics on your website. Um, has the digital uh, aspect of gambling What's the effect that it's had that it's just so easy? You don't have to go to the OTB, you know, 10 blocks away. You don't have to go to the casino. I mean, it is in your hand and you could be gambling all the time. Is that why what you attribute the rise of all of these phone calls into your help center? Definitely. Before online gambling, we used to use the statistic that if you lived within 40 miles of a casino, the odds doubled that you would have a gambling problem. Now you have a casino in your house. So think about all those people who never would have gambled before who now are gambling. We also used to say before to gamble, you had to get up and you had to put clothes on. You had to get in your car or walk or go somewhere, whether it was to the corner store to get a lottery ticket or to the casino or to OTB. You had to physically go, and now you don't. You can be in the comfort of your home, maybe smoking this new legalized marijuana and drinking alcohol and making very irrational decisions. And we definitely see that happening right now, especially with the change in demographics of the people that are calling our helpline. Prior have to you, October 7th. Have you had to hire more people to man the, the, the helplines? We've hired two additional people to man the helpline. Unfortunately, we haven't gotten a huge increase in funding 
um, since online gambling. Our plan was to hire these additional people, but then also do a lot of marketing of our helpline and of our responsible play website. And we haven't been able to do that. All of the increased funding that we've gotten has gone to hire two new people to help us um, man the helpline. So that's been really disappointing for us um, that additional funding just hasn't come to the Connecticut Council. Is there any reason to think that those numbers spiking in Connecticut, that the same exact thing is not going to happen in New York, which is about three months behind you guys? No, it's definitely going to happen to you. I'm sorry to say, now I'm a downer. But no, no. And one of the things that we thought would happen, that normally with gambling, it takes a long time for someone to hit rock bottom, sometimes years, because you'll be gambling and you'll lose a lot. Maybe you'll win a little. That will keep you going. And it may be anywhere between three and five years before someone finally raises their hand and says, this is a problem. So we thought we were going to have a little bit of time. We had no time. People got into trouble immediately. So I, I, the New York Council on Problem Gambling is phenomenal. I hope you've reached out to them because they really are a great organization. And I'm sure that they're prepped and ready for all of what's going to happen. But it, it was surprising to me how fast people got into trouble and how much trouble they got into. All right. So Diana Good, who's the executive director of a, basically a gambling help uh, center in in Connecticut. Um, so again, you guys started in October. We started in January. So to listeners out there who may be saying, "Well, I don't think I have an issue. I don't. I think I'm okay." What are the telltale sa- signs for someone? When should they pick up the phone and make a phone call? So in response to all this, we developed a new website called responsibleplayct.org. And that's really got tips and tricks about how to gamble responsibly. Um, Some of the things we talked about, like know what you can afford to lose, set a budget and figure out what you actually can afford to lose. Um, Because for some people, gambling is fun for them. It's the way they want to spend their disposable income um, and they can keep it fun. You know, I love going out to dinner with my kids. I spend a ridiculous amount of money going out to dinner with my kids. I would never want anyone to call me out on that. But there are ways that people can gamble responsibly. You know the game, I think, is especially what's important is a lot of people are going to casinos or logging on to online casino games and don't even understand what it is they're actually betting on. So, And have a plan. Know what you can lose, how long you want to gamble, um, what feels comfortable to you. And as soon as it's not fun and it's uncomfortable, call the helpline. Well, Diana Good, the executive director um, in uh, Connecticut at the Connecticut Council on Problem Gambling. What What is your website if people want to just go and peruse it? Sure. Our website is ccpg.org. Okay. And the Responsible Play website is responsibleplaycp.org. And those websites are all connected. So if you get to one, you can get to the other. Wonderful. Well, I just want to thank you for your time. Um, Diana Good, the executive director of the Connecticut Council on Problem Gambling. This is this was very educational, and at least my uh, sounding the alarm, which I've been doing since I took the to the airwaves in January, that I'm concerned about problems of, with individuals with abusing gambling. I, I don't think I'm 100 percent wrong. I wish I was, but I don't think I am by what you're showing us in Connecticut. So, thank you guys by leading by example and trying to. Um, trying to help people who need help. Let's just hope that they identify the fact that they need help. Thank you for doing the show and getting the word out there. We really appreciate that.
My my pleasure. All right, Diane, enjoy Connecticut. And when you get a chance, go to Moody's Connecticut and check out Cave Hill Resort. It's an old school place. It's in the heart of New England, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Awesome. Thank you. I will do that. All right. Be well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back after these messages. What word is better than free? Because that's what the tickets cost for the Salem Business Breakfast. You simply have to go to am970theanswer.com and register. AM970, the numbers, AM, the letters, 970, the numbers, theanswer.com. And there you'll see the link to register for the Salem Business Breakfast. The countdown is on. It's less than a week. It's going to be a blast. First of all, if you guys have never seen Piscopo in action, he's fantastic to watch him do his show. He's animated. Al Gatulo always has something interesting to lend to the conversation. You'll see how handsome Joe Sibilia is in real life. I mean, he's he's handsome on the website and in photos, but in real life, Joe Sibilia is just drop-dead gorgeous. So that in and of itself should be a draw to come there. But they've added all of these extra little prizes that people, you're going to throw your business card into a hat, and we're going to pull them out for you. You're going to get to have lunch with Mike Gallagher, the great Mike Gallagher, one of the nicest guys who was in Guys and Dolls, the song we heard earlier today. You're going to get to uh, dine with Kevin McCullough and Hillary Kramer talking about your finances. Bring your portfolio and your lunch with them and she'll tell you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. Valerie Delia and Kevin will tell you where to go on vacation. Val will plan your whole next trip for you. And finally, whoever gets the ticket pulled out will accompany me to the Friars Club. We'll go on a fun day, a fun afternoon when maybe there's some music going on or, or someone performing or even go see a comedy performance at the Friars Club. So bring your business cards. Make Get rid of the schmooze. Make Get rid of the network. It's happening next Wednesday, April 27th at Bergen Community College. And a special thanks to our sponsors, Magna Flood, Camp of the Woods, and Regency Wealth Management. Tickets are free. Register at am970theanswer.com. Looking for advice on that new place you call home? Tune in to the one and only Eye on Real Estate. It's a seller's market right now, so let Dottie and her team of experts help you navigate the tricky waters of real estate. Dottie even has the scoop on celebrity real estate. Tune in every Saturday as Citizens Bank Senior Vice President Ace joins Dottie and offers listeners free advice on the mortgage process. Join in every Saturday morning at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Have you ever had a legal question about elder law or state law? Every Wednesday night during Kevin McCullough's show, you'll hear from Mike Connors himself of Connors & Sullivan, Attorneys at Law, answering real listener questions. Simply email that question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer, and Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on AM 570 the mission 
Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-2788. News. Opinion. Passion. This is AM 970. The Answer. Generally cloudy skies, 55 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A family handyman is accused of killing the Queen's mother of two whose body was found in a duffel bag on the side of the road. Investigators say 44-year-old David Bonola had an on-and-off affair with 51-year-old Ursula Gall for the past two years. Bonola allegedly went to Gall's Forest Hills home early Saturday morning and stabbed her 58 times during an argument about their relationship. Detectives are still waiting for the forensic evidence, but they say Bonola received treatment for both hands at an area hospital and made incriminating statements. New York City is set to receive its first round of payouts from the state attorney general's settlement with opioid companies. New York City is expecting a total of $256 million as part of the agreement with more than $88 million expected to arrive this year. The funds will go towards combating the opioid crisis by investing in treatment programs and education programs across the city. Local health officials say overdose deaths are at a record high in New York City, with more than 1,200 in just the first six months of 2021, compared to 965 in the same period in 2020. New Jersey's first couple is headed overseas for an economic mission and personal holiday. Governor Phil Murphy and First Lady Tammy Murphy departed for France today, and the governor will be meeting in Paris with representatives from several French corporations. The pair will then head to Dublin, and the governor will travel to other Irish destinations with members of the Choose New Jersey Economic Development Group. Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver will serve as acting governor until Murphy's return on April 27th. Taking a look at the traffic across the Hudson, going back to New Jersey at the Holland, 20 to 30 minutes, 15 on the inbound side, 20 to 30 at the outbound Lincoln. Inbound, we're good. George Washington Bridge on the span, we're doing all right. Your forecast, cloudy skies this evening, turning clear overnight, low 52. Sunshine tomorrow, high 62. Partly sunny on Saturday, high 57. And sun for Sunday, high 66. And now you know what's going on. I'm Mike Barker, AM 970, The Answer. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2. 788. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-379-9528. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-379-9528. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 800- 
800-379-9528. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. For affordable term life, call 800-379-9528. River Spring Residences is an assisted living community in Riverdale, just minutes from Manhattan. River Spring offers breathtaking views of the Hudson River, gourmet meals, and top-of-the-line security and medical staff. River Spring is the right amount of support your loved ones need. Assisted joy, assisted comfort, assisted friendship, assisted community, and yes, assisted independence. River Spring Residences. The people you love will love it here. Call 833-56-RIVER. That's 833-56-RIVER. Or visit riverspringresidences.org. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Good Thursday evening song. Some of you are uh, heading on out. The whole park the car, change clothes. Hit the town a little bit Thursday night. Maybe you're just going to stay home and hit the town a little bit. Maybe you're going to go home and grab your significant other and do a little dance in the kitchen. Whose birthday is it, San Bellino? That would be Robert Smith of The Cure. Robert Smith of The Cure. Happy birthday. a lot of hits the cure but this is definitely uh for me it's number one i hear this song i go wild um happy birthday to queen elizabeth yes the queen elizabeth the second sambolino you know how old she is uh she's gotta be i'm gonna say probably upper 90s right 96 wow now, I mean, you know, the, the English are not exactly as warm as the Italians and the, the Jewish folk are. So you think her son is like, all right, Ma, you know, you had enough life. Like, can't I be the king already? Oh, no. She's going to hold on to that throne as long as she can. Well, she's definitely doing it. Her husband has uh, has left us, but um, she's there and she just got, got over the COVID. And uh, she's been making uh, public appearances so that we know she's okay. I believe her Harry, I don't, I don't know a lot about this whole royalty stuff, and I mean, I whatever, I go along for the ride here and there. What's weird is for me, I still think of Harry and William. Is that the other? What's yes, the big brother? William, William. William. I still think of them as little boys when Diana died, and um, you know that's twenty five years ago. And now you know William's balding, and you know Harry's a man on his own, and he took off with Miss Markle, and you know they're men, and it's like, wow, how did that happen? But that's how that's how life is passing by. You know, it used to be like the week if I didn't get things done by like mid to towards the end of the day on Tuesday, like the week was gone. Matt, you'll see as you get older on your on the other on your on the other side of 50, 
that happens with the year. Like I, I was in court or I had a case on virtually, I should say. And like the adjourned date is July 22nd. Wow. Like, how did that happen? Like, okay, <laughs> that half a year, bye-bye. Uh, it, it goes very, very quickly. Thank God it's because you're having fun, right? The expression is time flies when you're having fun. Someone who had a lot of fun in his 90 years was the actor Robert Morse. Now, you may not know that name right off the top of your head. He was did a ton of Broadway um, when he was a young man in the 60s and 70s. And then again, uh, when he was, uh, I believe, in his 80s. But I know him as uh, Burt Cooper. Uh, he was the founding partner of uh, the the art uh, the uh, advertising firm in Mad Men, uh, which went on to win. I believe it was it was nominated for best show. I think almost every year it was on. I know it won a couple of years, Mad Men. That is my favorite. Now I'm not a TV guy. I, don't ask me about television shows. Um, I have two episodes to go in Game of Thrones. I started it. Thanksgiving of 2020. Um, so it's taking me a year and a half to get through it. But I, I savor all of the experiences. And I, I rewatched one or two of them twice because they're so intricate that, that, and there's so much character development. And, you know, I'm not bright enough to watch it once and figure it out. But I did get into Mad Men. Uh, so the ones I've seen are, uh, I, I don't think I've seen each and every episode of The Sopranos, uh, but I've seen many, many of them. Um, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and Game of Thrones. And if you look at many, I wouldn't say all, but many lists of the greatest television shows, uh, uh, certainly of like the quote-unquote modern era, uh, those four are almost always in the list. Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and The Sopranos. Um, of course, my mother would say, I haven't seen one of them. I didn't see one of those shows. Okay. You know, I find it very 81 year olds, but go ahead. I find it very interesting, Arthur, that none of your shows are lawyer portrayal programs. I would think there'd be at least one on your list. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm proud of that. Um, but whenever I, I do have an opportunity to like watch television and I do put on the TV for sports. So last night I watched the Nets lose in the fourth quarter twice now in the playoffs i'll do you know as the yankee season you know flares up i'll be watching the yankees but i don't do uh i you know i'm not i haven't done ozark and yellowstone or whatever those things i mean i'm a little bit busy i'm not brad i don't know i don't want to sound like i'm busier than anyone else but i do run like a whole law firm (laughs) kind of situation which has been very busy thank god and i'm the president of the friars club and i'm about to be a member of the columbus citizens foundation where i'm sure i'm going to be very active um you know and then i do this other thing with vinnie lavian with igg and i'm running to a hundred events and i happen to have i'm in the fives for this month i'm in the fives i have a 15 year old a five-year-old and a five-month-old everyone's telling me i got to play those numbers but so I guess and Matt, you do what, five hours of radio a week. Yeah, right. I do that little thing, right, which is not as easy as people. You know, I think of Frank Morano who does twenty hours of radio a week in the middle of the night. That is not easy, man. I'm just telling you that. You know, because I get stressed out before I come on the air. Like, how am I going to talk? You know, especially when we we don't have a guest and I'm doing the whole show. You know, it's not. It's just not a joke. Let's put it that way. And and I take it very seriously and. Hopefully I'm doing a good job. I got an unbelievable text message this morning from someone who I respect as a human being. But, 
He's also someone who listens to a ton of talk radio and has been doing it for years and years. And he said, if the Author Idala Power Hour was a corporate stock, I would be investing in it right now, which was a wonderful way to wake up. But to Matt Sambolin's point about the shows that I watch not being about the law, I, you know, I'm not necessarily proud of that. And it's not necessarily like a conscious decision because the ones that I do catch, the episodes of Law and Order and whatever other ones that there's so many of them out there, um, they're they're much better than they were 30 years ago. They're much more accurate. Um, and I'm sure I could learn some things, to be honest with you. Um I remember growing up, my dad was a big L.A. law guy. Yeah, well, that was like the first one, I believe. Um, and then there was Boston Legal. and, and um, uh, But I guess when I do give myself the luxury of watching the boob tube, I guess I kind of want to escape. And, you know, watching a show about my industry is not necessarily like escaping. Like I'm going to be thinking, oh, I should be doing that. I should, oh, I should research it. It's, it would probably be like doing homework. So I, I should do it. Um, I guess what I do instead is I'm a little bit more of a geek and I Google all of these like lectures on the Federalist Papers and, and like, the founders and the Constitution to try to like learn from a more direct source than uh, you know, well, L.A. law or the like. I would imagine you watch it like a critic. Like, no, that does, never happens in the well, courtroom. Well, I, 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 do, I do that, but I also watch it as a student. Like, what can I learn? Especially the courtroom scenes, which is the dramatic stuff, because I, I, allegedly I'm starting a murder trial on Tuesday, and, you know, it's a lot of the skill sets that I use on the radio or that I employ on the radio are the same in, in the courtroom, where it's a twofold. Uh, and as a consumer of radio as well, it's a two-prong approach. It's educational and entertainment. And it's the same in the courtroom. At least that's the way I look at it. And most of the great lawyers, and kudos to my buddy Jose Baez, who won a big case out in Ohio um, yesterday, uh, a homicide case. Um, it's about you know telling the jury, educating them on the, on the law and, and the facts of that case, and but doing it in an entertaining way, doing it in a way that you know, you've drawn them in and they find it uh, exciting and they want to pay attention. So um, if I'm watching any of those shows, I'm trying to learn from them uh, you know, some of their techniques. But also, Matt, in the world I live in, uh, you know, when you talk about um, law and order, like a case, a, a crime doesn't happen at, at you know, uh, seven o two, whatever eight o two p.m. and it's solved by eight fifty eight right. p.m. You know, I should say not not solved. There's a verdict. Um, so I will tell you this: I do watch law movies, but I watch them as a student. I don't really watch them for the entertainment value as much as um, what I can learn from them. And like the big ones, like The Verdict, Justice for All. But the best one is A Time to Kill. Uh, with Matthew McConaughey, he gives an outstanding summation, really outstanding. I've watched that multiple times. Um, but yeah, I don't watch any of the like um, the daily Chicago, whatever this Chicago Fire, Chicago Law. There's like remember. 17 different Chicago shows. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, getting back to Robert Morse, he played uh, the the older gentleman who originally started the uh, the firm that. Um, uh, Don Draper, who is the lead in Mad Men, which is, in my opinion, uh, the re the reason why I find Mad Men to be the greatest of of those shows that we just spoke of, The Sopranos and Breaking Bad and uh, Game of Thrones, and I know like Mario, some people disagree with me, but 
there's almost zero violence in Mad Men. Zero. Um, there's a lot of drinking, but there's there's really no real drug use. There's no violence. There's some sex in in between, but it's it's a show that really holds your attention. That won award after award after award, without all of the killing. And then there's a lot of killing in all of those in Breaking Bad, in um, in Game of Thrones. Forget about it. It's gruesome, and uh, of course in The Sopranos. So that's I uh, hats off to Robert Morris, 90 years old, uh, Broadway, and uh, he, he was nominated for the Emmy I think five times for his role as Burt Cooper. He never won, but um, good for him. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the biggest criminal case that's in the news. The uh, the woman who was married with two kids, or Solia Gal, who was found stabbed dozens and dozens, almost sixty times, and David Bonola, forty four years old. I think she was fifty one. He was forty four. Uh, he was arrested Wednesday night and apparently confessed at the hundred and twelfth precinct. They were apparently lovers for two years on and off. Um, you know, I I always. Doing what I do and having the family in my office so much of defendants, but also of victims, because I'm on both sides of the coin in very many situations. I don't care if their marriage was strained or not, because you don't hear a lot about the husband here, Howard Klein. Um, He hasn't made any statements like, please find my wife's killer or anything like that. He was uh, cross country when it took place. Um, you didn't see him like flying on a chartering a flight to come back immediately. So I question about the status of their relationship. Obviously, she was having an affair. Whether he knew or not, we don't know and we may never know. But this poor family, I mean, these kids are scar- st- scarred forever. Um, Howard Klein has got a 17-year-old son and a 13-year-old son. The 13-year-old son apparently slept through the whole thing while his mom was getting murdered in the kitchen with a, with one of their own kitchen knives. And then the police come, and I guess they're following the police patrol guide, but they come in and they see the 13-year-old son upstairs and they put handcuffs on him and, and take him to the precinct for questioning. I think they could have used their judgment and said, this is a kid whose mother was just killed. Maybe we don't need to put the cuffs on him. Um, it's a sad, sad story. Um, the poor public defender who gets handed this case, you know, it's like, okay, what do I do with this? If he really did confess and there's, I'm sure his DNA is all over the place and his blood is all over the place because he was bloody from the knife attack. It's just, a, it's a very tragic case in a beautiful neighborhood of New York city, forest Hills. Um, may she rest in peace and may Howard Klein and his two sons, a 17 year old and a 13 year old find some, some form of peace. Um, that's it for Thursday. You had two days of cannabis this week, one day of gambling. I don't know. Tomorrow we'll have Padre lose libation, so we'll have some fun with that, okay? Have a great night, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.